Welcome to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, hosts Mike Niemer and Greg Frank will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education is important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now here's Mike Niemer and Greg Frank. And we welcome you into episode 172 of The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. My name is Greg Frank. We're going to be joined in just a minute by our guest. And, of course, you'll hear from eRenewable CEO Mike Niemer. But before we go any further, we always like to check in with our friend and Mike's better half, eRenewable COO Ann Niemer. Ann has a few words for us as we get started. Ann Niemer here, COO of eRenewable. We know today whether you're a public company, private equity, or privately held company, ESG and sustainability are important to your company. At eRenewable, we can help you achieve some of those goals. If you have any questions or need any assistance with regards to reaching your sustainability goals, please visit us at eRenewable.com to learn more. As always, thank you for listening to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. And we welcome you into The Green Insider, episode 172 of the podcast, powered by eRenewable, alongside Mike Niemer. My name is Greg Frank. As we are heading towards the end of the month of March. I was thinking about it today, rolling in, Mike, almost a year together now for me. I think I came in, came on in May. So we'll get close Yeah, to I mean, we're we're getting there. We put out a, a lot of content so far. We've got more to go. I mean, you know, I'm booking pe- guests now in uh, in April already. So it's a uh, it's hard to get on anymore when you become popular. And that's thanks to all the listeners. So we appreciate everybody. Well, let's not waste any more time. And let, let's bring on today's guest. His name is Jason Stanley from Position Green. Kind enough to join us here again on the Green Insider episode 172. Jason, good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, give us a little bit of history about your background with the sustainability space and ESG. And I see you went to Texas A&M. So, you know, yep. from the Houston area originally and, you know, what drew you to where you're at now? Uh, I'm actually from really far south Texas, I like to say, so I'm actually originally Australian, so a bit of an uh, uh, anomaly as that goes when it goes to when you talk about Texas A&M. I, I did an ocean engineering degree there, so, sort of second generation uh, fossil fuel, actually, my career has been, so it's been a bit of a winding path to get into ESG. I spent time in operations, engineering, um, technology. Uh, what really um, got me focused on ESG eventually is I, uh, I was working for a publicly traded company here in the U.S. and headed up investor relations. And pretty much as you could expect, as soon as I started engaging with investors years ago, ESG was a um, very quickly developing topic. I got really interested in learning about how that was going to impact the business um, positively and what we could do to sort of meet all our stakeholder needs. And um, long story short, I created an ESG program hired a consulting company, uh, the one that I now work for, that I really uh, got a lot of value out of, and I really respected the team that I worked with and decided I I could personally have more of an impact if I could work with a lot of companies and help bring them up to speed on this space. You mentioned the team that you work with. I'm curious how you've grown that team and how you've been able to find kind of shared visions and head towards your kind of one goal. Yeah, a little bit of background on the group that we've got now. It's actually... uh, that, that was one of the many reasons we formed as, as a group now called Position Green Group. Um, we were just over a year ago a collection of different consulting companies and a software platform. And our strategy was, um, you know, we recognized that companies weren't really get, getting a lot of, um, didn't really have a lot of options out there as far as companies to work with that could help them, you know, from, from the, f- through the full spectrum of sustainability support. 
what we wanted to do was bring everything from consulting to um, data capture, analysis, and management under one roof, um, and that's what that's what was behind the strategy of creating a group, and that also addressed the the to answer your question the the sort of um, competency need and getting the right team together. Uh, I think that's been one of our strengths, uh, one of our many strengths is. Um, you know the, the the company's mission is really about making an impact and helping companies um, s- accelerate the sustainability journey, and that's sort of attracted uh, that mission has really attracted a lot of fantastic people. Um, we're a Scandinavian group based in um, Oslo with a large presence in Sweden, Denmark, just expanded in the UK, and I, my job is actually running the US expansion. So um, that's been actually really. Um, frankly pretty cool as well to be able to bring to bear all the experience we've had working in the European markets to the US because they're you know the regulatory environment's been a few years ahead of the US when it comes to sustainability you know um, when you opened the US office a year ago uh, is you probably were employee number one <laughs> and you started hiring how many people have you uh, built up to so far on your team and if somebody's to ask you you know position green in the U.S., what's kind of the uh, uh, direction or a type of company you guys want to be in? What are you providing to the consumer or the other co- uh, companies that you're servicing? Yeah, uh, as a group, just, just just to touch on the employee count, as a group, we um, when we finished our merger a year ago, we were somewhere just over 100, 100 employees. Today, we're rapidly approaching probably around 230 it's tough to keep up and i think by the end of the year the plan is around 300 so you can just in the u.s this is global oh that's global okay in the u.s uh you're right i was employee number one uh i sort of switched sides from the company i was working for to 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 kick off the consulting business here today we're uh six in the u.s um by the end of the year we're expecting to be 20 but what we're trying to do, as I mentioned earlier, is we're also not just building up the team here, but we're also making sure that we leverage the strength we've got in the entire group. So we actually um, structure by thematic exp- um, experience areas like climate, um, communications, human rights. So we'll build, we're um, building the team in the U.S. to be able to support that, but also leveraging the expertise we've got across the entire group so that you know we've got some fantastic um, people in in Norway, as I mentioned, in Sweden, in Denmark, that we also bring to bear to support clients here, uh, and so we're going to, you know, making sure we leverage all that experience and and that um, that background across the entire group, not just here. So to a- answer the question about what sort of services we're we're offering here in the U.S., uh, the, the the plan and the current offering is that we actually sort of structure ourselves under four pillars, if you will. Uh, one is the advisory arm, which is really consulting, and that, that in and of itself is, is pretty broad. Um, that's everything from working with companies on you know, ESG reporting, communications, strategy, management consulting related to sustainability. Human rights is a very big, uh, big focus area for us, and you've heard a lot about that in the press recently, especially with supply chains. Um, and then uh, climate is a, is a very big area for us too. So that's everything from working with companies on TCFD reporting, climate scenario analysis, CDP reporting, that sort of thing. The second one is actually uh, our product, and this was a, a really important part of the, the strategy for our company, was making sure that we could help companies um, uh, more accurately and reliably and transparently co- collect all of their sustainability-related data in a, in a cloud-based platform that's structured very similarly to a, a financial platform. Um, 
why this is important is because as you're seeing the market, there's a lot of um, you know, expectation that this data is now going to be required by especially public companies to be disclosed, and that requires that this data needs to be auditable and, and um, assurance can be, uh, you know, ha can take place on the data, and that's what our platform uh, sets companies up to be able to do. The third pillar is actually a, a really important one too, and that's education. It's academy is what we call it, um, uh, and that's a whole slew of um, e-learning courses around sustainability from introducing companies to what ESG and sustainability is all about right the way through to more specific um, courses on, uh, like I said, human rights, diversity, anti-corruption, that sort of thing. And then fourthly, we have a, um, a new division, which is uh, a separate legal entity, and that's assurance. And that comes to bear when we've got, um, we may have clients that have used other consulting service providers to help them with reports or other disclosures, and they need a third party company to come in and sort of verify and validate um, that information before before they, they may post or publish it. We also, in that uh, group, work with um, the financial community quite a bit, um, you know, providing uh, due diligence and, and uh, assurance on things like sustainability-linked financing, uh, that sort of thing. Well, you know, um, those four pillars cover a broad spectrum in this marketplace, and I'm not going to go in any particular order, but I'm going to start with the assurance. I'm going to go in reverse here. So uh, just to understand that correctly, so a company calls you and says, hey, we're working with somebody. They've given us a report. We need you as a third party to audit and verify what they've done before we make the statement in our public publishing. Is that we make it public? Is that what that story is there? Yeah, and it, it, so it depends largely on the, what the objectives are, the original objectives of the client. So um, if they have decided to report under certain standards, we'll sort of validate that they've um, reported in accordance with those standards. So we'll go back and just verify they've followed the process and, and following the guidance um, recommendations. One of the big things we also try and um, that we do focus heavily on, as you would expect, um, is ensuring that any statements that are made in any disclosures, they're actually verifiable and transparent. They're not just... Um, as you've, you've heard the term greenwashing, we want to make sure that any reports are going out uh, that are going out to the public or to stakeholders, you know, have, have real live backing. Uh, they're not just sort of fluff uh, with, with targets. They've actually got a, a really clear plan on how they're going to achieve targets, for example, where the data is coming from, how they're going to reliably and, and transparently continue to collect and, and um, report out that data over time, that sort of thing. I, so, I, I wanted to just follow sure, up on if you were going to go to the education element of it. That's one thing that I was kind of curious in when it comes to kind of the training almost that you have to do with the people that come in. Like how far back sometimes are some of the people that come to you guys and, and, and like how what's that process like in terms of like getting them off the ground to where you guys can kind of work in concert and be on the same page? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question. It's, um, yeah, because especially market to market, working with some companies in, in Europe that have been working with sustainability and, and have been reporting for several years, our role with a company like or, or a market like that is a little bit different because they're, they're more up to speed. They've already per, uh, potentially been reporting for a couple of years and we move much, much more into the sort of the strategic discussion and support with companies like that. Here in the U.S., we have clients that are like that, but we also have a lot of clients that are just starting to realize they have to report. This is still a voluntary reporting market, so the companies we're working with are, you know, they're sort of trying to be proactive and get get prepared for this. In 
in this in this sort of instance, we start out with a, a really key step, which is a materiality assessment. So we help companies first and foremost work out what's important, what, what are material topics, risks, and opportunities they should be looking at as the business. And that whole process is um, is really insightful on in and of itself. We we actually will interview all of their stakeholder groups. We'll talk to their investors, their clients, their board members, um, employees is obviously a really big stakeholder group, and we sort of um, take all of those inputs and help the company understand, you know, what are the sort of maybe 10, 10 to 15 really key topics they should focus in on. And then that output is usually very, very insightful for the management team, and then that can play into the company's strategy, and then it also underpins the company's reporting. So if they write their first ESG or sustainability report, it's it's fo- focusing on those key areas so that, so that it's intended to actually add value and not just... Tell, tell the market a story. It's These are really key topics. We believe they have really big impacts for the company, whether it's positive or negative. This is what we're going to focus on, and year over year we'll keep updating the, the stakeholders on these topics. So, yeah, that's usually the first step. Uh, get sort of get a baseline in place, help them understand what the goals are, start communicating, and then we always present it as a, when we engage with somebody, as a multi-year um, process that we don't want them to think this is a one and done. We'll come talk to you next year when you want to do a report type thing. That's how it really used to be, I think, in the market. Companies are realizing this needs to be baked in as a, as a cultural change. Sustainability really needs to be understood through the entire organization, from employees to board members. Uh, that's the only way this is really going to affect change. Um, and that's that's um, that plays into the whole uh, education element. And that's when we come in and offer some e-learning courses that can bring directors on the board up to speed. You know, why is this important? Why do stakeholders care about it? Why why should the company focus on it? But just as importantly, making sure that it sort of permeates the entire organization so employees also also understand um, why why is my vice president asking me for this data to, to put in an ESG report? Why should I spend time to do that? Why should I care about it? So the whole education element around that is 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 really important to make sure they understand this is this is actually for the good of, of them as an individual and the entire company. You know, in the uh, corporate world, you've got multiple sectors. I'm assuming your number one customer is a publicly traded company, is my assumption. But you probably, do you have also venture capital firms that are your customer? And what about proprietary companies where it's a single owner or a group of individuals, it's an LLC, are they also your customer? Are those your three pockets or is it really one just one of them? No, you're you're exactly right. Um, from a yeah public disclosure requirement, yeah, the public companies are definitely a big uh, make up a big chunk of our clients. They they're the ones that are sort of uh, you know they have a, an an urgent need or more more urgent need to to disclose information, and they want to. Um, I think they're being a bit more proactive just because they they want to be compliant. Number one. <laughs> We hope to get them beyond compliance, but um, we work with them on on getting them at least to compliance and then build that over time. But we're seeing uh, for the financial sector, we've got um, several uh, investor clients that actually use our data platform to um, start capturing data around their maybe their portfolio companies or even their assets, understanding what's the what's the carbon intensity of uh, of buildings that they may own in real estate, for example helping them gather data to allow their, their funds and their firms to uh, stand behind maybe a science-based target that they may have signed up to 
or or if they're in the early stages, they want to understand what are they what are the portfolio companies doing with respect to ESG, and that that's a that's also a process. Have they done anything? Have they started to track emissions? Have they started to train their own employees? So um, and that's that that prepares the investors for um, ensuring they're aligned with any of their objectives. But then the the other category up is it's definitely private companies. Um, even though they may not be required to disclose this information publicly, they you know they're they're beholden to the other stakeholders that that are. And the, let's say let's say we're talking about you know being here in Houston, um, an energy service firm that may be private. Uh, more than likely, uh, if especially in the if they're in the fossil fuel industry, they've they've got to um, work for a or they want to work for a oil and gas operator. Most of those operators have very well-developed sustainability programs and one of their objectives is to understand their supply chain is aligned with their um, ESG objectives and so they engage with these these suppliers and the, the suppliers that are taking this seriously and that are um, you know progressing their own sustainability programs are going to be more favored by their clients so that they, they it, what I'm saying there is that means these private companies the more that they can develop a program and provide that data to their clients the better off they're going to be seen as a as a strong supplier. So yeah, there's there's multiple variables in this, and it's definitely driving everybody to be thinking about how to disclose what they're doing. Well, you basically described the circular economy right yeah. there, and that I mean that's what everything always it just comes back around, doesn't it? Any way that we shake it, it comes yeah. back around, and so uh, that's great that you guys are doing that and providing that service. I wanted to touch on the investor community. Do they ever have you? If they're looking at a new project or a new investment to make, do you ever come in before they make that investment to see where they stand? Absolutely. That's that's uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the strategies strategies behind the position group, group green group was to build in that end end sustainability su- uh, support solution. And um, late last year, we we uh, were fortunate enough to acquire um, a really experienced ESG due diligence group in Copenhagen. Uh, and they focus specifically on that area. Um, so it, that's exactly right. If they're looking at assets or they're looking at projects to invest in, just like you'd expect in any M&A with due diligence, um, our service comes in and looks at it through the lens of ESG, and that's identifying any environmental, social, and governance risks and opportunities. And we actually will go through you know, in, in a very detailed manner all of those areas and provide um, feedback to the the investor before they make those investments on you know yes this this company or this asset or this investment looks like it um, has sufficiently uh, addressed any potential risks or these are areas you may want to consider uh, evaluating more more deeply before you make the investment that sort of thing so we, we really help them understand that um, you know what they're really entering into before they do so Jason last one for me just we've talked about kind of your past and what you're doing right now like let's look ahead a little bit like where do you want to go with position green like what are some of the kind of future uh, goals and what's the agenda for the rest of 2023 and beyond that's a great question um, you know near term here in the US we're we're focused very much on um, looking after the clients we've got at the moment executing really well and ensuring they're they're on the right track to respond to some of the regulatory shifts that are happening this year hopefully um, and there's a, there's a lot, uh, so there's that that's one focus area. The second is we we've already opened an office here in Houston and in New York at the same time, so we're really building out our team in the U.S. to support um, those markets, um, but also looking across the entire country. Um, 
we're, we sort of have some priorities on verticals in focus, if you will. Fi finance, as we just talked about, is a big one. Real estate, um, energy and energy services are, are very big focus areas for us. I think that's something that's kind of a standout for us in particular. Uh, we're not just ESG and sustainability uh, experts, but we also have you know deep uh, sector expertise. And shipping and maritime is another big area for us. So those are the those are the priority focus areas today um, on the the platform uh, or the the software platform side of the business. That's just by nature of the fact it's it's designed to capture all sorts of data. That's a bit more sector agnostic. So we. We work with all types of different sectors. We've got clients in food and beverage and real estate and sports and you name it, pretty much. We've got a, a very large client base there. So one of the other um, expansion plans there is to support the clients that are using uh, that platform for data capture. Most of them are now needing to look at, you know, what are, the, what are their sustainability strategies and, and plans. And so we, we now have the consulting expertise to bring to bear to help them do that. And vice versa, companies we've been working with on the consulting side that have been struggling with ma data management around sustainability, we now have this tool, this solution to bring to them and show them how to structure their data correctly, how to prepare them for assurance going forward. So yeah, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot to Sounds do. Like we've it. been growing like crazy. So. Well, you know, um, from your consulting and your platform, how they all kind of tie together as far as when you're consulting and the platform you install, so on and so forth. I think you're only going to make the corporate world's life easier yep. with the role of ES, in the role of ESG or the space of ESG that they're all trying to be sustainable and carbon neutral and so on and so forth. I think uh, you guys are on the right path to helping everybody be much greener than they are now, right? And trying to protect everybody against greenwashing. So uh, very admirable. Thank you guys for what you're doing because – uh, everybody needs that help. So we appreciate you joining us on the Green Insider today, Jason. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a very rewarding journey so far, and we're looking forward to, uh, to uh, continuing our expansion and helping businesses become more sustainable. All right, there he is, Jason Stanley, on episode 172 of the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. For Mike Niemer, I'm Greg Frank. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Of course, remember to leave us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from, because as the saying goes, you learn something new every day, and we were responsible for today's lesson. As I said, that's going to wrap things up for episode 172. It's the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your days, and we'll talk to you next time.